Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the privilege of prayer. We thank you that we have access to you. We thank you that we have been reconciled to you. We thank you for the ever present Holy Spirit in our life, who is our counselor, our comforter, our advocate, our teacher, our guide, our standby. We thank you for this wonderful gift. We thank you for not giving up on us. We thank you for going all out for us. And we thank you that each day we live to enjoy your mercies. We pray that may Christ alone be exalted in our discussion tonight. In the name of our Lord Jesus, amen. We thank God for this opportunity. And I hope that 2021 is going all well for you. I hope you are enjoying the generosity of the Father. We are continuing our study on the six prayers to pray in the year 2021. And thank God that there are still remain six. <laughs> so we looked at James chapter 1, the verse 21 and 22. And we need a contract in the booking house. We need to know that whenever God is speaking to us, God is speaking to us. We need to appreciate the truth that God is not a gossip. He doesn't come to tell you things to talk about someone. Because when we did the wilderness, we know that the reason for our journey, one of the main course in the school of the wilderness, is that we should learn to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And if God is speaking to you and you don't know that God is speaking to you, you are wasting resources. And the raw material that God uses to create is his word. So if you are praying for money, you are praying for a spouse, God will give you a word. But if you don't know that word is for you, maybe sometimes you are praying for a spouse and all that God will tell you that start smiling more. <laughs> ah, but you think that God is talking about your roommate or your colleague who is not smiling and God is talking to you. So please, lady, start smiling. It's a prophetic word. <laughs> and then we went to look at wisdom. Wisdom, very important. The principal thing, the thing that needs to be check in your life and that thing that when you have long life is yours riches is yours honor is yours promotion is yours a happy life is yours seek for wisdom hunt for wisdom pursue after wisdom be deliberate in looking for wisdom because it's he that seeks that finds and it's he that knocks the door is open on you. I'm praying that in the year 2021, you have a heart that receives the world. You have a heart of wisdom. Now you are going to, I think, my personal favorite, the third prayer topic that we should pray for in the year 2021. This prayer topic is a whole teaching on its own. I was thinking of doing a whole series on it because I think it's very important. It's a very important topic. And it answers a very important question that many people, especially atheists, have about God. So I really wish I could tackle it in a more holistic approach, but let's see what we can study tonight. If God tells us to do it on a broader sense, we would, we would do that. So Matthew chapter 26, the verse number 39. 
That's the third prayer topic God wants you to be praying morning, noon, and night in the year 2021. Very important. Matthew 26, the verse 39. It was a prayer that Jesus himself prayed. That one alone adds a lot of swag on it. <laughs> because, you know, if Jesus is praying some prayers, then <laughs> it's very important. And it says, it's about when he was in Gethsemane. And he went a little further and fell on his and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. The third prayer topic God wants you to pray consistently in the year 2021 is nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Prayer topic is very, very important. And the same said in what we call the Lord's Prayer, that let your will be done. Everything that God created, every living being, if I should say, <laughs> that God created, and when I mean you, let me, be, let me say, okay, every human being and every heavenly being, if I should say, that God created has a will. And this is very important. The reason I'm saying, let me say human beings, some of them are asking me, do plants have will? Please, I don't know. <laughs> to have the will means to have the right to make a choice. And obviously, your life will be the product of the choice you are making or you make. So everything that God created has a will. Even angels and more. I know when I was growing up, I didn't have a will. So whatever they have to do, they do. And I hope that by now you know this is not true. Because you know about one third of the angels rebelled against God. And if they rebelled against God, if they were robots, God did not program them to rebel against him. Man has a will. That one, you know that you have your own will. So I don't need to convince you that you have a will. But angels have a will, and not only angels, but all the living creatures in heaven have a will. The four living creatures have a will. The four elders have wills. The wonderful seraphims and seraphims and all those creatures have wills. Because Lucifer was not an angel, technically speaking. Because the Bible never ascribed Lucifer to be an angel. Actually, he's called a cherub because he is a cherub. The Bible calls him that anointed cherub that covereth. Actually, if I use technical terms, Lucifer was not an angel, he was a cherub. So that means that cherubs had wills. That means seraphims had wills. In other words, nobody ever is worshipping God out of compulsion. That is very important for us to understand. God never forces anybody to do anything. And if you really appreciate it, it will change. I was deliberating on making this one a two-part prayer session, but you see what you can study in the time given us. If when the time is up, we are not done, we will make this one A, uh-huh. 3A, and the next one will be 3B, because I really want us to appreciate this, that God doesn't force anybody to do anything. And this is very important, because no inventor that I know of, except God, <laughs> gives the thing he has invented an option because the inventor of a car in manufacturing a car has a purpose for the car. So I'm waiting to see the day that somebody use a mobile phone to prepare soup. Because when the person was inventing the mobile phone, he had purpose and a will for the phone to serve. Thus, it influenced the qualities and the style and the makeup and the properties of that phone. I remember I always make this joke that 
I will know the world has come to that end when we are able to download food internet. <laughs> so please, the inventors, we are waiting, we are waiting for you. That one day, if I'm hungry, I can just type, I want bored, yeah, come rest you. Then there will be an outlet in my phone that the food will just drop. Ah, maybe we get there, I know that the end has come. But God is the only creator I know of that created something and gave that thing the option to live or to serve the purposes of the creator. I really want to take my time before we understand this. Now, let's this one as a teaser. Just as you have a will, so does God also have a will. Now, before that, just to convince a little bit the fact that Lucifer had a will was because he himself said it. When you read about him in Isaiah and Ezekiel, he said that I will ascend, I will build my throne above the stars of God. I will, I will. If you didn't have a will, there's nothing that I would will for. To the statements of Lucifer, actually, people say it's called Luciel. Let's give you a little bit um, theological knowledge, Luciel. So his name is Lucy, L-U-C-I. And E-L is a prefix that stands for belonging to God. So anything that belongs to God has an E-L. Emmanuel. So it's simply God with us. So most of the angels or the angels that their names are given to us in the Bible, you see that all of them, they have E-L added to it. So we have Gabriela, Michael, or Michael. So we also had Luciel. But after he rebelled and then he was changed from Luciel because he no longer belongs to God. So from Luciel that he went to Lucifer. So wherever you see E-L, it talks about belonging to God. The thing belongs to God. So he was called Luciel. After Luciel decided to use his will wrongfully, that is what sin is. Sin is the wrongful use of the will. When Luciel decided to use his will wrongfully, he became Lucifer. Then he went to convince a third of the angels. Now, if the angels do not have the option to follow him, they wouldn't have followed him. But because the angels themselves have a will, that's why they chose to listen to his substitutions. So everything has a will. So if everything has a will, God himself has a will. Now, I'm not saying this so that you appreciate that God has a will. So just as you can decide to use your will however you please, so also does God. So sweetheart, please, <laughs> don't get angry when God is using his will. When God is using his will to bless somebody, don't get angry. Say, God, why are you blessing the person? Ah, and you decided to eat cool or you decided to eat rice. God did not question your decision. So why, when God is making a decision, you are angry with him? So please don't get angry when God is blessing your neighbor. Don't get angry when God is promoting people you think don't deserve promotion. Don't get angry when people, when God has given certain people resources that according to your parameters, they don't deserve those resources. That's one thing that it may seem said by many of us that you have the will to make decisions. So does God also have a will? So when God exercises his will, why do you get angry? Please don't get angry. Why? Say make you no bore. Eh? If God has decided to bless me with the car, why are you angry that God is blessing with the car? Don't do that. Don't do that. So yeah. Like the Bible, that's just something to let us appreciate that is very important. Because God will exercise his will. So when God exercises his will, don't get angry at God because you are also exercising your will. Yeah. So now, understanding the concept of God giving his creation a will is very interesting. In fact, it is the most riskiest thing God, I think God has ever done to give his creation a will. It's very risky and it's very deadly. Because you are giving that which you have created an opportunity to go against you. 
and you have no in quote right to get angry at it because you gave it that option and then it also means that god has created a gap or if i say i don't use the word weakness but god has created room in his sovereignty where he has decided not to impose just as we have anything as we please so do you also have the right to do anything as you please so that if you are doing anything as you please and that which you are doing carry to what god wants you to do it means that god has created a room in his sovereignty he has created a gap in his sovereignty where you can also impose his decision on you it's not it was very risky and we know the effects and truly truly <laughs> we saw what happened because when he gave adam the choice the power of choice you know what happened an appreciation of what this means is the reason why bad things happen is the reason why evil things happen and this one question atheists always have and this one question that has led many people to give up on the idea of god because they don't understand why we say god is all powerful god is almighty god is all this yet so he sits down on concern to allow bad things happen so now the question is why does bad things happen or why does god allow bad things happen how do i want to frame the question and the answer is simple because god given you the power to make and as long as god has given you the power to make a choice people will use their power wrongly and as long as people will use their power wrongly there will be evil this is what happened here so the question is how come there was evil in the world like where did evil come from evil came from the one a cherub an anointed cherub called lucifer decided to use his will wrongfully to rebel against god so that's when sin happened in heaven and the second thing how come evil happens on the earth because a man named adam decided to use his will wrongfully so the question is why do bad things happen why do accidents happen why does murder happen why does abortions happen why does heartbreak happen why does betrayal happen why does so many pain in the world happen it is because men that god have created a room in his sovereignty called the will or the power to make a choice they are using their will wrongfully and as long as god gave us the power to make a choice he cannot override your power then what is the essence of giving us the will what if at the end every decision you are going to override your decision why then did he give you the power to make a choice so this is very important so now let's take it at a broader sense why will people go to hell god doesn't override people's choice to go to hell what makes you think you override your choice here on earth because the most important decision is where you spend eternity and if god respects the choice people make that he allows them to go to hell do you think he will stop their choices here on earth and i remember i said this i think in um, the parable of the loving father that people going to hell is simply an expression of god's love because the people that go to hell and who throughout their life here on earth have been yearning for a life outside of god outside of god is what hell is you want to is a gamma gamma policy that secondary school education so if all your life you don't want to enjoy free sshs god is saying that every day i don't want free secondary school i don't want free secondary school i don't want free secondary school what you're asking for is you want to live in a realm outside of the influence of the government of ghana So therefore what do we do we take it to another country where there's no free sshs so the issue is if can look on 
as people go to hell because they have made that choice not to accept the escape route he provided for them god will override their decisions here on earth think about these things so people are going to hell not because one the way jesus was not powerful enough not because of any default or any deficiency in the work of jesus but because of the choice of men so if god allows people to go to hell because of their choices god will allow people to make choices here on it because that is the reason why he gave them choice or that's why the reason why he gave them the power to make choices and this is one thing that we should appreciate especially when you are reading the bible because sometimes look at the story of daniel i always ask myself that why didn't god stop um, nebuchadnezzar or even the 120 administrators from scheming against daniel so let's use the daniel in the lions there god was aware when 120 people came together that they wanted to mafia daniel they wanted to destroy him god did not stop them when they were making their plans God did not stop them when they were implementing their plans. God did not stop them when their plans materialized. God did not stop them in casting Daniel in a lion's den. All through their plans, God was watching them. But the good thing is that the path in which their choice cannot influence, that is the point God stepped in. Because they cannot open God's mouth and call lion to chew Daniel by force. So that was the point that God intercepted or God used his will also to intercept. And this is why evil happens. God doesn't necessarily abort evil plans. God doesn't necessarily abort evil plans. Because people have decided to use their will wrongfully. If you have decided that you are not supposed to drink and drive, you know you consistently drink and drive, and you engage in a car accident, God is not going to stop you. Because that is your will. And God gave you that power to make that choice. Let us understand the use of our will is the basis of judgment. So on judgment day, God is simply going to ask you, how did you use the will I gave you? That's all. That is all judgment is going to be. I gave you the power to make a choice. How did you use that will? But if God is going to be overriding your will all the time, is he going to judge you? So what is the basis of judgment? Because at the end, it is what I force you to do is so then if you go to heaven and god asks you why is it god because you made me do this and that is laziness thinking that god will always force you to do things no god never forces anybody and don't worry i'll answer all of them it is very dangerous so as i said at the beginning that god giving you a will is the most riskiest thing to do and man having a will is the greatest privilege yet the greatest burden and responsibility because as long as now you have the choice to decide, he as God also has the choice to ask you how you use your decision. And you must appreciate this thing. And you see, if you decide on something, God will help you do it, good or evil. I repeat it again. If you decide to do something, good or evil, God will help you do it. Let's look at Romans chapter 1. You are doing a Bible study. It's a prayer, this thing, but you are going to study. I believe you are familiar with this scripture, but let's start from the verse 20. For the invisible things of him, that's God, from creation are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power of the God, so that they are without excuse. What he's saying is that even creation lets us know the power of an invisible God. So the visible things make us know about the invisible. 
I'm trying to summarize because that was the main thing. Now, the verse 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. And I think last week I talked about this, that a fool says in his heart, there is no God. So even though he clearly knows that the constellations, that the galaxies, that the Milky Way, that the mountains, that the minerals in the earth, that the earth itself must have a creator. So you can't tell me that this visible creation came out of nothing. So this visible creation is a clear indication of an invisible God. So the verse, the verse 21 is saying that because that even though they knew God, they did not give him his honor as God. They did not glorify him as God. Neither were they thankful, but they became vain in their imaginations and their hearts were foolish and darkened because they said in their hearts of God. Verse 22, professing them wise, they became fools. Verse 23, and they changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like unto a corruptible man and unto birds and unto four-footed beasts and creeping things. So things to ascribe glory to God to, they were not ascribing it to animals. And it's the same thing the Israelites did. The Israelites saw in Ghana, we say, Philly, 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 Gadochi. They saw clearly God part the Red Sea before their very eyes. And they walked in the middle of the Red Sea on a dry land. Few days later, Moses keeps long at the mountain and they tell Aaron to build a golden calf. And now they say that the thing that they built was that which has saved them. Ah. Professing to be wise, they became fools. <laughs> now, look at the verse 24. That's, the, that's all I wanted to show you. Let me use a different version. Verse 24, different version. First version, ASV. Wherefore, God gave them up to their last of their heart unto uncleanliness that their bodies should be dishonored among themselves. Let me use the BBE English. For this reason, because people have made a choice that even though they know the reality of God, they have still decided to live in denial. So because they have made this choice, what BBE version is telling us that for this reason, God has given them up to their evil desires of their hearts. Let me use ISV version. For this reason, God delivered them to sexual impurity, King James, which is the common one. Wherefore, God also gave them up. So God did not stop this pro. God facilitated their process. Because you are claiming there is no God, okay, I'm going to help you achieve what you did. And it's the same thing he did to Pharaoh. So if you take a look at the story of Pharaoh, what he did was that he made Moses go and ask. And when Pharaoh decided that he will not let his people go, then God said, I will harden the heart of Pharaoh. So even when Paul was making an exposition in the book of Romans, he said, God had in the heart of Pharaoh. So what God was doing is that he wanted to prove his sovereignty, that you said that you make a decision. Okay, God said, I'm going to give you all the resources you need to follow through on your decision. That was that God will help you whichever choice you make. So if you make a good choice, God will help you. If you make a bad choice, God will help you. So because Pharaoh decided not to let the people go, God said, okay, I want you to go to the fullest. Express your will to the fullest. That is why God hardened the heart of Pharaoh. Because Pharaoh has already decided not to let his people go. That is why sometimes people keep going from bad to worse to worse. Because God gives people up. God allows people to follow through on their decision. And the same thing I said concerning people who go to hell. is because their temporal life on earth, they have been asking for a life outside God. God says, oh, okay, full gear, full gear. Go however meters you want to go. So your 70 years on earth, you are saying, like, God, I don't like you, God, I don't like you. God said, okay. Now, I won't just give you 70 years of not liking me. I'm going to give you eternity. 
I want you to appreciate this. That is why if a guy picks a gun to go and shoot somebody, God will not stop the person because the person is using his will. Sweetheart, God is not going to stop that murderer. Hmm. I know I'm saying things. God is not going to stop that drunken driver. Just I I think either at the beginning of the year, I was watching it, but I think 2020 road accidents. Over 2,000 road accidents. I was not sure whether it was just January to March or it was the whole year. But 2,000 people died. My God, because of road accidents. And I'm sure most of them was because of the choice that some drivers are making. You see some people know they are not supposed to drink before driving, yet still they will drink and they'll get an accident. You know some drivers, you know how you're supposed to do overtaking, yet still they do it wrongfully. You know where you're supposed to park and where you're not supposed to park, yet still people decide to use their will wrongfully and they end up killing people. And you wonder, where is God in all these things? God is there. God is allowing people to express their will. Why do bad things happen? Is because we have people who use their will wrongfully. I, I'm sure of this thing. We let you know why it is so important as a believer to be prayerful. Now I've come to help you answer your question. The only thing that will stop that arm robber that has planned to come to your house and steal from you and maybe in the process rape a sibling or kill somebody, the only thing that will stop that drunken driver who is taking you from one part of the country to another country and killing lives, the only thing that will stop people from plotting evil against you or from successfully achieving their evil plots against you is prayer. Because prayer is the vessel which a believer uses his will to give God the permission, if I should say, to express his will. God will only intervene in situations men who have a will allow him to. Very important. Very important. That book of Acts, it's as though God was asleep when they were killing James. God watched them kill James. And you wonder, where is God? Why didn't God stop James? He said, you're not doing anything. I can't come and intervene. But when they arrested Peter and the church decided to use their will, that was the instant that God interrupted the activities on the earth realm. We should understand this thing. That is why if you are a prayerless believer, you are, as I said, as I keep saying, you are a rat in the lap of life. Because if you are a prayerless believer and you go and board a car who the driver has decided to use his will to drink alcohol before driving the car, sister, brother, I'm sorry for you. That is why you must pray. Because prayer give God the permission to intervene in your circumstance. Many of us don't know this thing. If woman called Anna not praying, Jesus would have died again. If that prophetess who spent, I think, 77 years of her life constantly in the temple, if she was not obedient to the call of God of constantly praying, Jesus would have died. The same thing happened to Moses. That is why behind every great move of God, there is somebody who is praying. Because God will no circumstance intervene in the affairs of man until man, through using his will, gives God the permission. Let's look at, I have not paid attention to this woman. Luke chapter 2, let's look at the verse 30. Now, and one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asa, she was of great age 
and had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about seven score years. Seven score and four years, about 84, not about, she was 84 years old. Isn't what this woman was? She departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers, night and day. So for about 70 years of her life, so yeah, this woman, that's from Luke chapter 2, the verse 36 and 37. She had been praying every single day, day and night. Not just prayers, but prayers with fasting. So the verse 38 says that, And she coming in that instant gave thanks unto God and said to him, To all that look for the redemption in Jerusalem. This woman was behind the scenes person who was allowing God's will concerning Jesus to be expressed. If this woman and another man to his cause, Simeon, we can read about him, let us read about him in the verse 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost came upon him. That is when Jesus came to the temple, and he also prophesied. If these two people were not praying for Jesus, Pharaoh would have killed Jesus. So it was the will of these people that gave God the permission, if I should say, to operate on the earth, to save Jesus. That is why if you are a prayerless person, you are a victim of the choices of people. I repeat it again. If you are a prayerless person, you make yourself the victim of the choices people would make. Now, many people, a lot of people are enjoying the prayers of people. Many arrogant and proud unbelievers are only alive and are only enjoying some blessings because of the prayers of certain people. A lot of people are like that. And it's because they don't know that the only reason why they are enjoying, they are like lots. They don't know the reason why they are blessed is because of Abraham. But they did they dissociate themselves with Abraham. They will find themselves in Sodom and Gomorrah. Many people are enjoying or suffering because of people's choices. Now, there's, let me tell you this story about a friend of, not a friend, a senior in secondary school. And when I went to secondary school, there was a senior who was top notch. And he had four friends. I think there were three. And these guys were bad boys. And I remember one time they had an aim <laughs> or a motivation or an ambition. But in a particular term, they want to break all the Ten Commandments, all of them. So they had this, uh, this thing. They want to steal. They want to do this. They want to do this. I was wondering, how did they break thou shalt not murder? It wasn't up until recently when I was thinking about this thing, I realized that they broke that one too because they caused ladies to do abortion. So they broke the whole Ten Commandments. So this was when we were in secondary school. So life after secondary school, I don't know their whereabouts. So about, let's say, three, four years down the line, one of them, the one who was in my house, who was my friend too, I happened to know his cousin. And I asked that, ah, hey, where is this guy? He said, oh, this guy is now a missionary. I said, eh? <laughs> this guy is a missionary. He's in some country, he's now a pastor in a particular church. And asked that what happened. And she told me the story that one time after school, when they were in the university, the three of them went to party or they went to club. They went out and they were coming back late at night. 
And on their way back, they had an accident. So it was the person who was driving who died in the accident. And two of them survived. Now, the interesting thing was that that accident was the turning point in both of them, their lives, but in opposite direction. One of them, that was my friend, the one who was in my house. That's what made him give his life to Christ and became a missionary. And the other one, through that same accident, became worse off than before. So the same incident that happened, both of them expressed their will differently. So the issue is, why is that out of the three of them, was only one that died? It can be the prayers. Not it can be, it is the prayers of certain people, those two people that are associated with. Many people are alive because of the prayers of certain people. Many people who are in who are making terrible you see there's some people that they always they're always among bad companies but it's like early in secondary school they will do all the bad things with people but it's like when they are being when people are being caught or people are being sent home or being dismissed they always seem to escape we don't know how come <laughs> join the grace of people i strongly 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 believe that the prayers of my grandmother is what is keeping me. Because the way I became a Christian, I, nobody preached to me for me to become a Christian. I was, I was in Genesis, Genesis 3. I was there and I said, I want to give my life to Christ. Just like that. And since that day, I have been committed to the decision I took. And it's not by chance. Because the same conditions I was exposed to is the same conditions my siblings were exposed to. But they didn't take the same decisions I took because of the prayers of certain people. And many people underestimate these things. That is why some people keep doing bad and bad and sinning and sinning and sinning and sinning. And they want their lives keep getting better and better and better. They are enjoying the blessings of the prayers of certain people. There's this movie that I really want to recommend us to. I know it's a movie, but it's real. As know the movie is real, but the idea is called The Encounter. It's a very old movie. Not that old, but an old movie. And it's a movie whereby... Um, there was um, in a neighborhood on the stretch. It was raining heavily. And there was this um, van. I forgot the name. Um, like a restaurant on the van. I forgot the name for those things. And um, lo and behold, the person who was operating that um, restaurant on the van, I forgot the name for it. It was Jesus. In the movie, he was Jesus. And there were, I think, a couple and two ladies and a gentleman that were passing that same road. But they had to, because their weather was so, so they all looked for the nearby shelter and they stopped. So when they entered and they met Jesus, and it was a discussion that they were having. It's a movie they encounter. Try and watch it. But what I want to say is a statement Jesus, the person acting the role of Jesus, said. He said that the only reason why he has decided to appear in this form to these people was because of the prayers of one of them's grandmother. And that man, the man whose grandmother has been praying for the salvation of this boy, among all the, I think there were five, yeah, a couple, two ladies and that gentleman. So among the five of them that were in that meeting, the four of them gave their life to Christ. But the one whose grandmother, whose grandmother's prayer was the reason why in court, God had to take the extra step to gather them together so that he would talk to them personally. He was the one that still decided to use his will wrongfully. So the only reason why God, that man 
was still enjoying the blessings of the Lord, despite the fact that he was he was totally against God, was because of the faithfulness and the prayers of his grandmother. Yet still, no matter how powerful the prayer of the grandmother was, it still boiled down to the choice that the man would have to make. The best God could do is to create the opportunity for you to accept him, but it will still border down on you to use your will to say yes to the Lord. And that's how important your will is. And this is why you must appreciate the reason why you must constantly pray. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will. If Jesus at Gethsemane decided not to use his will to die on this cross, on the cross, sorry, God would have forced him and we would have still been in our state. So God told the people of Israel that choose this day whom you will serve. Whatever choice you make, God will respect that choice. And I think I started learning and appreciating this truth about, let's say, six months ago. And people that you will pray for them, pray for them, pray for them, pray for them. The best God can do is to give them that opportunity, is to meet them on their road to Damascus. Remember when I was young, I was so passionate about some people. God save this person, save that person, save this person. I was praying and praying and praying. God said, don't worry, I've heard your prayers. I can only give them an opportunity to accept me, but I can never override their decision. I remember some years ago, I, I told that, oh, her story is even in I went to Google and me. And I thought her husband was a pastor. Then one day, they were just sleeping there. Then armed robbers came to their home to steal some things and ended up shooting the man who was a pastor. And sometimes we ask this question, why does God allow this thing? Where is God in all these things? Because the arm robber made up his mind that he wants to kill somebody and God will respect that decision. So you as a believer, if you decide to be prayerless, you will make yourself the victim of people's choices. The severity of this is that the choice people make does not just affect them, but it affects all those people connected to them. This is very important. So the choice Adam made, the reason why the world is in a state it is, that's how serious it is. The choice Gehazi made when he went after Haman, that the prophet tells him that his family will be full of leprosy is the reason why the Elijah, the Gehazi family has leprosy. The choice the sons of early meat. When God was talking to Samuel and God sent a man of God to go and talk to Eli, that because you have allowed your children to be sleeping with the ladies that come to serve in the temple and to steal the meat that belongs to me, God said that in, in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 32, God told Eli that there will be no old person in your house. In other words, nobody is going to live long in your house because of the choice that the sons of Eli made. Because of the choice that David made, that is why God did not divide the kingdom under Solomon's time. And it was because of the choice Solomon made, that is why Rehoboam, the kingdom under Rehoboam, was divided. Even when he got to Rehoboam's time, the message of God gave Rehoboam a second choice. So a time came that when Rehoboam was made king, people came to see him, the slaves. That was Jeroboam, and the slaves came to see him that, oh, Solomon was giving us a lot of taxes. So please reduce the taxes so that we will serve you all the days of our lives. But Rehoboam took a foolish decision, and he told them that if my father was beating you with whips, I will beat you with scorpions. The Bible said God took away the kingdom 
from the from the family of David. But yet still, because of David and Jerusalem, which he loved, he left Judah. He left two kingdoms or two tribes for Jeroboam. So Rehoboam took ten kingdoms or ten tribes, sorry, and Jeroboam took two. The only reason why there were those two still left in the house of David was because of David. Many of us are enjoying or are suffering because of the choices people have made. Because of the choices people made some time ago with covenants, with altars that are evil, many people are still suffering from those choices. And that's how serious it is. So the question for you tonight is how are you using your will? That is why every single day you must pray this prayer. Father, not my will. Let your will be done. That is why every day you must give God that permission to operate in your life, to operate in your family. The only reason why you would escape that accident, the only reason why you escape that unfortunate circumstance, the only reason why you escape that murder, the only reason why you escape that rape is because of prayer. Because prayer is the vessel which gives God the permission to operate. So maturity is how aligned is your will to the will of God. Choose this day whose will you would serve. So you want to pray the prayer of Jesus, both as he taught us in the Lord's Prayer and as he himself prayed in Gethsemane, that Father, nevertheless, not my will, but let your will be done. I want to spend some time, talk to God, that Father, let your will influence my will. Let your decision influence my decision. And give God the permission, the license in your life Give God that room to operate in your life. Give God that permission to deliver you from accidents, to deliver you from the evil choices of people. Give God that permission to deliver you from wrong relationships, from evil marriages. Give God that permission to deliver you from wrong choices because God will respect every decision you take. And if your decision is that God's decision should superimpose on your decision, God will respect. So I want you to talk to God for a minute. Father, let your will be done in our lives. Let your will be done in our relationship. Let your will be done in our family. Let your will be done in our health. Let your will be done in our choices. Father, you said that we should not be unwise, but we should know what your will is. Father, we pray for your will to be done in our lives. We pray, Father, that your will would influence our will in the name of Jesus. We pray that your will will influence our daily choices. And even though we have given us the permission to choose this day, who will we serve? Father, we want to serve you. Father, we give you the legal permission in our lives. We give you the room to operate freely in our lives. We acknowledge you as our Lord and our Master. We surrender our will to you withholding nothing Father, every and any aspect of our life that is not fully submitted to your will. Father, this very evening, we pledge allegiance to the Lamb. We pledge allegiance to your will. We pledge allegiance to your desire. 
Father, let your desire for our families come to pass. Father, we give you the permission to influence our family members. Father, we give you the permission to influence all lives that have been associated with us. Father, just as somebody's will or just as somebody uses will wrongfully and is affecting my family, Father, this day I stand as an intercessor that I override every evil will in my family. Just as somebody took a will, a covenant with an altar that's affecting the ladies in my family, that's affecting the men in my family, that is making people in my family not past a certain age. Father, this evening I stand as the priest in my family because you have made me the priest. I stand as the priest. I take my position as the priest in which you have made me and I override and I overimpose the will of God over every will of man in the name of Jesus. Father, every genetic disorder, every inherited disease that has passed on in my family because of the choice people made, because of the choice people are making, some children are born with deformities because their parents or their mother were drinking alcohol when they were pregnant and because of that, the child is born with deformity. Father, any such evil will that is having its preeminence in my life as having its preeminence in my family father we stand upon the blood of jesus that speak better things father every voice in our lives every voice in our family that is speaking vengeance that is speaking evil because of the choices people have made maybe sometimes some people connected to us were armed robbers were murderers and the case was pronounced over their lives and upon their generation father i also stand as a priest and i pronounce the blood of Jesus over my family, that every evil thing ends in my family, that every evil thing ends in my life. I superimpose every will of man in my family and all that concerns me by the power in the blood of Jesus. I decree that from this very moment, only the will of God shall prevail in my family. Only the will of God shall have expression in my family. I send God prayers for generations yet unborn in my family. Ten years to come, ten generations to come, if you Hundred generations to come, if you tarry, Father, this seed of prayer I'm sowing in my family, I decree and I declare that no member of my family will perish, that no member of my family will suffer unfortunate circumstances, that no member of my family will suffer selective disorders. Intercepted by the blood of Jesus, I stand like the shepherd in my family. So every manifestation of answer, we pray for your mercy to oceans of certain people. Some things were due as and because of decisions like people like Ihazi, we have spiritual leprosy running through the family because of the decisions of people like the sons of Eli that you have cursed that there shall be no old person in this family. Father, we override all such decisions with the blood of Jesus. Father, we pray that may mercy overrule judgment in our lives. Father, may your mercy overrule judgment in our families. Father, may your mercy we know we deserve these things, but Father, we pray for the exemption of judgment in the name of Jesus. Father, we send forth prayer to for on generations yet unborn. That Father, may you show every member of our family salvation. We pray that Father, may none of them 
and perish. May you give them opportunity to express faith in you. Father, we stand in the name of Jesus and we override the effects of bad choices. We override the effects of negative choices. We override the effects of bad choices in our lives in the name of our Lord Jesus. Father, we pray for ourselves that in our going out and in our coming in, your will will be done. We pray that in the choices we make, your will will be done. Father, we have a will to go in a particular way. Nevertheless, Lord, not our will, but your will be done. Nevertheless, Lord, may your will be done in all that concerns us. In the name of our Lord Jesus, amen and amen. I will pray that you will take your time to listen again and again. And if you have any questions, feel free. You'll find us on Telegram. You can just search the household of the Father. We have a discussion channel. If you are not clear about something, feel free to access that you will, through the agency of the Word and the Scripture, you will learn more about the effects of people's will and the earth realm. We thank you for being with us and we pray that you will continue to be with us even in the year 2021 and beyond. We also encourage us to pray for us that God will continually supply us with grace and every resource that we need. And we thank you for inviting people to see you next week. And remember to give God your best and to make sure you owe no man nothing but love. This is the best way to express your will and children after you could endure. God bless you and see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.